The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with my co-host, Roger, and uh, it is good to be back together talking about this important issue of fear, anxiety, and worry, and uh, uh, kind of a follow-up to what we did in our last episode. So we hope that you listen to that first and and come back to this one, maybe if you haven't, but uh, there's a lot to unpack today. Um, but before we do that, Roger, here's a question for you just to kind of have our audience get a sense of the kind of person you are. <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say these days you're feeling a, a little sick, maybe. I don't know. You have a little bit of congestion, nothing big. Or you were exposed to someone uh, with COVID, as in you were without a mask within six feet for an extended period of time with someone that you find out had COVID, but you're not feeling any symptoms. I don't know. Any of those circumstances, let's say get tested or not why or why not hmm (laughs) that's an interesting question i'm not sure where i am in testing or not testing uh for it i think that there's so many aspects of it from work to church that i would probably do the testing uh because of that and i wouldn't go in if we're sick at all I'm not going into work at all. So any symptoms, even if it's not COVID, even if it's not related, if I was in the presence of somebody and I had symptoms, I think I would get tested just for the sake of clearing it. But I I don't know. That's a hard question Uh uh, uh to answer. I mean, but how about you? I think you already got tested. So you might've answered the question for yourself, but yeah. Well, and, and I had to, I, I thought about it quite a bit, you know, uh, before I did, I, I thought, let me get tested, um, particularly because I am, I interact with people regularly for ministry and sometimes people that are more vulnerable. Um, and, and again, we don't know everything there is to know about the disease. So it's, it's good to be safe and it shouldn't be the end all, uh, you know, like we've talked about in the last episode too, fear shouldn't be controlling us. But um, because I don't want to get anyone else sick, my parents, my in-laws, or any of the wonderful godly people at our church that we love so much, I just thought, you know what, before I go back to church on a Sunday, if I'm feeling anything that might make me think maybe I have something, I, I might as well get tested. And uh, so, yeah. So I just wanted to see what kind of, I didn't know if you were going to come out with some conspiracy theory or something, (laughs) Roger. I was just hoping that you'd expose yourself and, and we'd, uh, then I take over the podcast by myself. And the real question though, is, are you going to get the vaccine? (laughs) That will really reveal who you are. Let's move on to uh, (laughs) anxiety. And uh, (laughs) that is a good question. We're going to have to do that one uh, on another podcast, Roger. That's a, I'm not ready to answer that question. (laughs) I'm not ready to answer that question right now. Let's let's kind of recap. So we're we're back on this great topic of worry and anxiety. And um, in our last episode, we we tried to parse out, unpack what is fear, what is anxiety, how are they related, 
what does it mean that we have these emotions inside of us as human beings? And we talked about that. That's part of who we are as, as humans, uh, even humans made in the image of God. That that, uh, And I think we were talking off air about the fact that, you know what? We're not made to be stoics. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not made to be numb and without emotion. That is not the humanity as designed by God. We, we see that because we see the way he describes himself to us. Again, that's anthropomorphic language. We don't fully grasp what that means in God as God, but, but certainly he wants us to think a certain way about him. So with, with that in mind, we do want to dig in a little bit more though, to see kind of where does our anxiety direct us? Where does it push us to? What's the right way to deal with our anxiety? Since we know at least most humans deal with fear and anxiety, uh, I would say all, but let's say most at least. Um, so some, some questions to get us into this. So what does worry or anxiety or even fear of certain things, what does it reveal about us uh, to ourselves and to others? So Roger, what would you say? What does fear and anxiety reveal about us? I think one of the things it's revealing about us is it's revealing what we believe about the Lord. Um, yeah. What's underlying our belief. We may, we may say we adhere to certain truths about God, but how we respond to our life and to the things around us reveals what we truly believe about God in that moment. And there's sure there could be moments where they're just a moment of, of a lack of trust or lack of fear. That's not the dominant aspect of your life, but it it does reveal our beliefs about what we're believing about the Lord and about um, uh, the scripture and how the scripture describes the Lord to us, I should say. It's interesting because when the Lord Jesus tackles this issue as in the passage that we looked at last time, Matthew chapter six, the first thing he does after telling them not to worry is he points to the father and the father's character, right? Basically he says, you know, your, your worry and anxiety is related to directly related to what you think of God, the father, what you think of your God. Um, So what you're saying, I think is, is tested, attested in scripture and, and so important. So let's think about this. Let's unpack this a little though. Um, Let's say I am anxious about a job opportunity um, that I've I've desperately wanted, and I, I'm struggling. I'm I'm really anxious about it. Um, I'm going to hear back in a little bit, and I'm it, it's really causing panic in a sense, or anxiety, or worry inside of me. Um, what what's that revealing about my view of God, or what might that be revealing? Obviously, we don't know in every case, but what might that be revealing about my view of God? I think in that sense, it's a moment of time where you're worrying about this particular circumstance because it's unknown. You don't have the answer yet. And it's a momentary time. And I, I'm not sure I would say that reveals that something's particularly off Mm-hmm. at that moment, but more revealing that you're, you're, you're waiting for something. And now you're feeling a sense of, I, I, I want an answer for it. Mm-hmm. I want to know, am I going to get this or not? I think the bigger question might be, how do you respond 
after you receive the answer, sure. whether it goes in your favor or not. Sure. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you think that, um, do you think that we struggle with, so, so let's say we're in this, in that situation, we're anxious about the job opportunity or whatever opportunity we're, we're waiting for an answer. Maybe it's, maybe it's, we're waiting for a result from a test, a, a, yeah. a medical test or something. There is a number of things about God that we believe and we hold to. Um, do you think that our worry um, relates to our belief in and conviction in God's sovereignty? Yeah. So if I would put it, I, I think that the two categories that come to my mind are this is the character of God and the power of God. Okay. So sovereignty, the power of God, right? Yep. Can, can he act? Can yep. he do this? Right. The character of God is something mm-hmm. we don't think about quite often, but it actually drives a lot of, of how we're responding because then we're talking about his goodness yep. and we're saying if he doesn't act in the positive way, maybe he's not really good. Or if he's yeah. making me wait, is he really a good God that he would make his child wait and feel this way? Yeah. So I think sometimes we're questioning more his character because yeah. we know he's in control. Maybe not. It's, it's not the control, but we're wondering kind of inside, right? Is he really that good? Yeah. But then we're thinking... I know what's good for my life. Therefore, we're talking about a sovereignty again, you know, it's like, yeah, I know what he needs to open up because that's right for my life. And so it's an interesting. Yeah. It occurs to me that those are the two, the two big issues that we, we deal with the sovereignty. And I, I would put it, I think goodness is a good way of putting it, but I would also say love. We mm-hmm. question God's love for us. Um, and of course, that's because of how we define things. And like you said, what, what we believe is required uh, of love toward us. So you think about it. Okay, Lord, why am I anxious? Well, I might not get this job. Okay. So either I believe that God is not powerful enough to get me the job if he so desires, which mm-hmm. I strongly doubt. I think most people don't have a pro. Well, I should, most Christians probably don't really struggle with that aspect of God's character that he's sovereign and he's powerful to do whatever he desires to do Mm -hmm. i think the bigger issue for us that causes our anxiety is but does he really love is he really good Mm -hmm. and what does that mean so if i don't get this job he must not love me enough yeah which which means what (laughs) which means i think that i know best and this job is the only loving thing for me or, you know, fill in the blanks. And then think about, about what you're treasuring in your heart at that moment. Mm. What now has been become on the throne of your heart a little more than other things. So now you're worshiping this job and Good. the result of that more than the Lord at that moment. And it's just quick switch that happens in your heart. Good. Yeah. It became, be, starts with a prayer, but then because we're responding in that, now we're realizing this really means a lot to me because yeah. how we respond shows how much we really valued it. And yeah. it reveals to other people around us how much we really valued it. And we become a mirror of what's inside our heart. It's just shown on the outside 
in that response. And so I think that's where sometimes our worry and anxiety go the wrong direction because it's revealing our, our treasure. Yeah. It's found in, in that thing and not in the Lord. I almost feel like uh, as we just talked through that a little bit, Roger, that our anxiety can actually be a very useful tool used for the glory of God in helping bring awareness to us of what's going on inside of our hearts. So when I'm super anxious about whatever it might be, let's say, let's, let's go the other route. Let's go the medical exam. I'm waiting for the results of a medical exam. Um, And I start to think about why am I so anxious? Well, I'm afraid that I may, I may have something very bad. Either I'm concerned that it's going to be a long and hard process that I'm going to go through. Or in the end, I'm afraid of death because there is some unknown element to death, right? So I start thinking about those things. My mind wanders. I'm going, that starts then going back to what you just said. It starts uncovering what I treasure. What's important to me? Is it my comfort or is it doing God's will? Is it, I'd rather stay out of the hospital or, hey, you know what? If I'm in the hospital, I'm going to be preaching God's word to everyone that listens, you know, or there's. It's uncovering, like you said, the things that we value, um, and, and it, it really helps us to see how earthly we are or worldly we are uh, versus how heavenly-minded we are. And again, that's not a knock because I, I, I deal with anxiety regularly. I think it's a it's a helpful tool, though, for us. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that as we're talking about it, it's not the anxiety that necessarily is the problem. It's what we're doing with it. And that's what we were trying to talk about yeah. the last time and off air a little bit is what is it? What are we doing with it? Because yeah. the goal, I don't think, is just to say, I'm going to have an anxiety-free life. I'm just always trusting the Lord and nothing's going to affect me. We live in a broken world that is ever-changing And the fact that we live in a world that provides many opportunities every day to be anxious or worry about something um, is an opportunity for us to do something with it. And I think what we do with it is more important than that actual thing that's occurring. Um, I think of scriptures, you know, know, like 1 Peter 5, 7, that directs us. It Mm -hmm. says... uh, uh, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. Just think of that presupposition. You have anxieties. So what, what should we do with them? Cast them all on him because he cares for you. And you think about that. So you have them, take them to the Lord. And as you take them to the Lord, it's remember He's drawing near to you. He cares about them. It's not a condemnation for having it. It's an opportunity to grow in your relationship with him, to cry out to him, maybe daily, maybe moment by moment. It's crying out, Lord, I am struggling. I don't know what to do and how to respond even. I'm bringing them before your throne because you care for me. And maybe we're not always thinking of that second part that God cares about us. And we get, we get kind of one, one minded where we're just so focused on our circumstance or our life. And we forget that, no, God cares for us. Yeah. You know, I, I I love that scripture that talks, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and, and the implication of that care, 
you know, going back to the idea in, in Matthew uh, six, if God takes care of these birds and they yeah. don't have want, he'll take care of you. He'll provide for your needs. He knows what you need better than you do. Mm-hmm. Even when, you know, and I've always struggled with this, you know, I'm going, but, but I, you know, but I want this, <laughs> but I, I really want this. And I, and I can't see why it's not good. I can't see why God wouldn't give it to me. And, and part of what the Lord does in our hearts when we're struggling with this kind of anxiety is he, he reminds us that it's not about what we can see. It's about what is reality. And mm. he's the one who knows that. And he does love us such that he says, all things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So he's got a perfect purpose and plan that that is so good for us if we would just trust him. Um, and like, like the passage says, cast your anxieties on him because you know he cares for you. He knows you specifically. He knows your situation better than you know it. And he's got this. Now it's a lot easier said than done, except what does casting your cares look like? What does that mean? Casting your cares upon him? I think, you know, it's off the top of my head thinking of, of bringing them before the Lord. It's not as if it's unknown to him, mm-hmm. but it's revealing what we're struggling with and in, in, in thinking of it just in prayer, of interacting with God, of, Lord, I am anxious about this. I am anxious about tomorrow. I'm anxious about this job opportunity. You know how much I want it. And, and it's being real with the Lord in, in what's going on in the inside. Lord, maybe I want this too much. Mm-hmm. I can't get this off my mind. I keep thinking about it. Yeah. I don't think you're good, Lord, right now. And I'm feeling anxious. I think it's, yeah. it's that raw uh, emotion that's going on inside of us, that's coming out of us, taking it all to the Lord, knowing he cares for us. And it's an opportunity to go directly to him. Because think about the other other option is not going to him how do you deal with it what happens you're kind of in a cycle you don't get out of that on your own you you can't deal with it you can't change your own you know it's not as simple as saying okay i just need to think new thoughts and all of a sudden i'm not going to be anxious tomorrow as we talked about we're body soul creatures and if it was just so easy we wouldn't have to be casting it on him all the time you know it's it's I, I did a quick, I did a quick search here to see the word that Peter uses there, the underlying mm-hmm. word, and one of the one of the lexicons defines it this way: to transfer one's concerns, mm-hmm. um, to to transfer your concerns, and and you know that image. I like that image because it's you get this sense where you're going, okay, Lord, I I can't carry this anymore, I I, I can't I can't do this, and so. I'm, I'm handing it to you. One of the things uh, it's interesting. I know some psychologists have told me that a good thing to do with your worries. So that you don't think about them at night is write them down because you know, okay, you've written them down. You've dealt with them to a certain extent and you'll get back to them tomorrow. You know? And I thought, yeah, a, a better way is to transfer them not on paper. Okay. Like, which is, it's a helpful technique. I get it, sure. um, but it's to transfer them, not necessarily by, writing them, although you could write them out as prayers, mm-hmm. knowing that you're handing them over to the Lord. I know I can't control this Lord, 
So I offer it to you now. I'm transferring that over to you. Not that you have to transfer it to him because it's already his, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but that idea that even mentally we're able to do that. I've done my part. I've handed it over to you. And so I can't now worry about it anymore, which I think relates to that other passage. that's so important here. Philippians four, six, and seven. I mean, mm-hmm. speaking of transfer, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I mean, that's a transfer. You're making your requests known to God. And it's his now. You're, you're not waiting mm-hmm. for his response, by the way, right? The peace comes yeah. even before he responds. Yeah. The peace comes when you realize it's in his hands now. Yeah. What, what I think is interesting, too, is that you're only able to do this if you trust in his love for you. That's right. And his kindness and his compassion and his care. Yeah. If you don't truly believe he cares about you, you won't go to him and you won't want to lay it before him. You'll, you'll try to want to do it on your own, try to figure it out on your own, but you have to have that to draw near to him. Yeah. is to really believe that. That's why I think we love that book that we keep talking about the Dana Ortland book, a gentle and lowly, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers reminding us of Christ's love that draws us in with both our sin and our suffering in a sense, you know, anxiety can be both sin and it could be suffering. It's not as simplistic to say one or the other. We don't know what's truly right. going on, but we know we, we will all face it in different yeah. ways and different experiences. But the solution isn't different in the sense of all of us are called to go to the Lord with it. That's right. I, I, I love a couple of things here in this passage too. The end of verse seven will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's the stuff we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. right? It's going to guard our hearts and minds because that's what needs guarding. Our minds that we're thinking wrong thoughts, our hearts that we're desiring wrong things. And this piece is going to come and it's going to guard our hearts. It's going to, it's going to protect us from going after those disordered desires or those wrong desires, those wrong thoughts. Um, it's going to turn our hearts and our minds back to the caring God that you just described uh, right. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Um, but I don't think this happens one time. This is not take two of these and call me in the morning. Right. You know, this is a, this is a lifestyle yeah. and a habit of regularly taking our anxieties to the Lord and, and just giving them to him every day because that anxiety that I gave to the Lord last night in prayer mm-hmm. I gave to him this morning in prayer too. <laughs> and, and I'm guessing tonight I'll probably give it back to him again. Um, not that he's handing it back to me, but I'm taking it back. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a process and it's a daily, it's, it's not a one-time thing. I don't know. Can you speak to that a little bit, Roger? Yeah, I think that's important because we're recognizing that this isn't, okay, we're just going to rid ourselves of it and never struggle with it again. We're recognizing that some things that could be deeply rooted, it could be, it could have shaped our lives. We could have been struggling with something since childhood. 
that we need to constantly take it back to him. It may be something new that came upon us in our life. And we're really wrestling. We've never experienced this before. We don't know where it's coming from. Maybe it's a physical condition that we're facing and we don't even know. And so, so our spiritual lives are not one and done. Our spiritual lives are ongoing relationship with the Lord. It's ongoing coming before him day by day um, before his throne, knowing him. I mean, it's, it's worship. Our, Our lives are worship. And so this is a way that we can use what can sometimes go wrong in our lives to worship him more. Um, And so I think it's important to remind each other. And I think, um, you know, to, to be comforted, to know that the Lord is, is gentle with us and compassionate with our fallenness. He knows our, our, our tendencies that we can have. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so important for our listeners to know that, you know, we're, what, we're, what we're not saying with this episode or the last episode, or actually with any episode, <laughs> is, the, is this is the end-all discussion on the topic. And look, here's the, here's the formula. If you would just trust God and, and, and pray, you're done with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not reality. Yeah. Um, and I don't think God desires it that way either. I mean, I think about Paul asking three times, Lord, take this from me, take this from me, take this from me, this, this uh, thorn in his flesh, whatever that is, we don't even know what that was specifically, but it was, it was a burden on his heart. Then I think about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, let this cup pass from me, Mm. but not my will yours be done. I mean, uh, we talked a little bit on off air. I I don't know if it's uh, blasphemous for me to say that I, I feel as though the scriptures are telling us that Christ himself in his humanity was dealing with some semblance of, of anxiety there. He's agonizing over the cross that he knows is he's about to bear. And he prayed, but look at how he deals with it. He prays and not only does he pray, but he submits himself to the will of the father, not my will yours be done. I know I can do this if this is what you desire of me. So I don't want anyone to come, you know, leave there going, oh, here's the answer to anxiety and I'm still not okay. So I must, you know, something's wrong with me. I mean, yeah, of course something's wrong with you. Uh, We're in a fallen (laughs) world. Yeah, something's wrong with me too. Um, But there's a way forward that it's a process and the Lord's going to continue to patiently deal with us and and heal us and, and prepare us for glory. Yeah, I think, I think even adding to that, another aspect that, uh, just to touch on briefly, um, uh, to encourage one another is we've been put into a body of believers to walk with one another. You think of uh, Proverbs twelve twenty five is a verse I think of. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. You feel the anxiety in your body weighing you down, but a good word makes him glad. Sometimes we just need the reminder of a of a fellow believer of, of, of truth to help us and to encourage us or the same time we carry one another's burdens. Yep. We walk alongside them and share that with them, walking alongside, encouraging them because we need each other. We need the Lord mostly, but we need each other sometimes to remind us to go back to the Lord or just to be there with us as we walk this difficult path in our lives. Um, and so, uh, 
surrounding yourself with believers is a good thing. And, 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 and we as believers need to know how important our words can be to others who are dealing with anxiety. I was, we were bringing up that passage. It made me think of another passage too, with, um, in Hebrews chapter 10, where it talks about the fact that we shouldn't forsake the gathering of believers. One of the reasons is because we need to be encouraging each other as the day draws near. Well, why do we need encouragement? Well, because we deal with worry, anxiety, and other kinds of emotional things that are, are not ordered properly. And so that encouragement, speaking truth and love to each other uh, helps get us back on the right track. Ah, Roger, yeah. there's so much important stuff here. Uh, yeah. Again, our time is kind of flying flying by it. Let me, let me ask you if, if uh, one, one thing maybe stood out to you or one last thing you'd like to share with, with our listeners on this topic, what's, what's jumped out through this discussion? I guess it's just kind of a new thought I'm having or thinking through is even thinking about how we're influencing one another as we're talking about sharing and, and encouraging one another. The fact is that we're being shaped by everything around us. And as we live in a world right now, that is ruled by fear, worry, and anxiety. It is shaping us. And even more so, we need to pursue the Lord and the body of believers to shape us and influence us to battle against the thought of today, because that are not the Lord's thoughts and they do shape us, but it's something to, to, to think about because we're not neutral beings. We are affected by what we hear, what we see, and yeah. what we do. Um, so how about you? That's good. Yeah. I think, uh, as we've been thinking a lot about this, uh, just the idea that anxiety, you know, I, I joked about being anxious about my anxiety. Um, <laughs> I think we've got to realize that anxiety can be used by God, not can be is used by God in the life of a believer to draw us closer to himself by exposing certain things in our hearts that may not be able to be exposed in other ways. Um, and that God is patient with us. This is, this is important. He is patient with our anxiety. He, he cares for us. That's why he tells us to cast our anxieties and our cares upon him. This is important to know God for who he really is in this struggle. Cause I know so many people deal with this and they think that's just, there's something wrong with me. And, and, and like I said, yeah, you're right. There is. <laughs> we're living in a fallen world and we're impacted by that. But your Lord, your father, he doesn't turn you away because of that. Actually, he uses that to draw you closer to himself. Well, I, I hope uh, you've enjoyed uh, this discussion that we had. There's so much more to discuss and uh, so much that Roger and I are thinking about ourselves and, and growing from these types of conversations. I hope you are too. We love feedback. So if you have anything you'd like to share with us, questions, other angles that you'd like us to explore and think about, you can send that to feedback at roddenstaff.org. Um, and we'd love to hear from that. Otherwise, uh, until the next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.